Hey, it's Sebastian from the Metal Gods Meltdown, and I had the honour to be joined by... Michael Schenker! It's great to be chatting to you today. Universal has been out a short while. It's riding high in the charts worldwide. How pleased are you with the responses so far? Yeah, great. You know, it's like uh, we haven't really been um, playing, but interviews, uh, I mean, playing the, 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 the new album live, but the interviews, uh, people who have interviewed me, they, they, all, they all like it. And, uh, you know, the people, the, 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 um, the responses are great. Um, Wrecking Ball is my favourite track today. Which one would you say is yours? Well, I love the, the, the a King Has Gone. It is a really good song. That was the question next. <laughs> You've probably been asked this a lot already, but it pays homage to the great Ronnie James Dio. What do you think he would have made of that particular song? Well, it's, it's uh, regardless if it's about him or, or, you know, if it was about something else, but it's the song itself. I, I think he would have liked it. I'm an absolute huge fan of Ronnie Romero. I saw him playing with Rainbow exactly today, two years ago. How crazy is that? Um, he's an immense talent. When did you first get to know about his work? Yeah, it was like when we did uh, the, uh, uh, the, the, the Revelation album, Michael Schenker Fest, and uh, we were coming up to a double, to a fast uh, um, double bass drum part. Um, it was the last thing we were going to work on. And we were kind of under time pressure to get the album uh, ready for mix. And so um, everybody was spread out, all the singers, Los Angeles and Bangkok and so on. And, and it was a, a fast double bass drum. We hadn't, we hadn't had a, an experience to, to have the MSG singers um, work something out. And so Michael Frost suggested to try um, this guy who was singing for, Ray, for Richie Blackmore. And I said, oh, okay, uh, because he, he knew we had worked with him. And so he, he, he called him up and he immediately, they started working on the song and they got, it, they got it done in the same day. And so that's when I first knew about him. And then when we were getting ready for Japan, uh, Michael Schenker, he was going to, we put him on, on a hold for in case uh, Graham Bonnet wasn't doing too well. And he was going to replace um, Graham Bonnet for, for a big uh, Japan tour. And so then, then of course, all of that got cancelled. Uh, but then we did the Immortal album, and then Ronnie was singing a lot of stuff on that one. And uh, now at Universal, he did uh, almost all of the songs, with the exception of uh, two, or yeah, two, I guess. And uh, yeah, and, and so he's, he, he kind of stuck with us. Oh, he's absolutely brilliant. And of course, you'll be heading out on tour with him as well. So that's going to be epic. Um, but I want to go back to the album. I understand you had a lot of input into everything, even the album cover this time as well. Is this one of your favourite album covers ever? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, it's, it's just like it's a sketch that I had from the previous, like, you know, it, it, it was actually inspired by William Shatner. Uh, Captain Kirk from Star Trek, uh, who was actually speaking on my first Temple of Rock album like oh, 10 years ago, but it wasn't suitable. Because actually, um, the, the, my record company in those days, they wanted to use a, 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 the, the, the pyramid thing, and so I put it away, but I had a, a little sketch and, uh, that my web guy was um, putting it uh, together to make it look good, and... Uh, so I showed it to, to my record company and, uh, you know, I mean, when I was recording for the Universal album, I 
I remembered that sketch, and so I showed it to the record company, and they liked it. And uh, and then of course the, the and they changed it around a bit, and then the title itself, of course, suggests itself by looking at the at the at the album cover, uh, Universal, and that was it. Excellent. Um, you head out on a massive tour in September. How important is it for you still to hit the stage as much as you can? Well, I mean, I'm just used to doing that, uh, you know, uh, um, you know, do the recording, then do the touring, do the recording, do the touring. And, you know, each one has a different flavors to enjoy. And uh, it's a good, a nice change to get done with the studio and then do the, do the live shows. And then after touring a lot live, it's nice to go back in the studio and do that. Universal, obviously, it's going to be hard to choose a set list because there's so many songs to choose from. But how many are you hopeful to get from the new album to play live? Yeah, I just can make sure I don't repeat myself too much uh, from the last tours. Um, um, you know, like uh, um, this time, um, you know, I mean, every time I do a tour, I mean, not every time I, I promote a new album, um, I stick with a new list. Um, well, I made a new list that, uh, you know, add some songs that people wanted to hear in the past, but I didn't have the space for them. And uh, so eventually, uh, you know, I, I can I can put them all in. As, as you know, the, whatever I haven't been put in on this tour, um, will be put in on the next tour. And so I always have some, some fresh songs that people always wanted to hear, but never got them in. And so, and make sure that the album is, that the, uh, the life set is well balanced and with old classics and new classics and uh, old, you know, and, and uh, some new songs, etc., etc. Make sure it doesn't get too boring. Sadly, many of our icons are no longer here. What do you think the future of rock and metal will look like in years to come? Oh, I have no clue. Because I'm not really part of the... The machine itself, I, I'm, you know, I'm devoted to pure self-expression. I don't really look at the machine, uh, and what it means and what it is, etc. It's I just, uh, you know, over the, all these fifty years, I my focus was always on, um, you know, not not going by the trend or copying the trend or whatever. And it was always self-expression. I wanted to do it the way I see it, and. Uh, that is the most fun part, you know, to, to, to go within and, and always come up with something that, that feels like this is what I want to express. And so I'm not really connected and don't really know, actually don't even know what the machine is today, <laughs> to be honest, uh, because I don't connect to that. Uh, I just simply do what I love to do. And if other people like it as well, then that's icing on the cake. Yeah, been in the business for over 50 years. So what do you put your longevity down to then? Is it what you've just sort of said? Yeah, that's, that's you know, uh, in my 50 years, I, I, I just did, you know, first part, I, of course, in the beginning, I developed very fast. Um, you can hear it step by step from phenomenon to faucet to no heavy petting, etc. And then, you know, after Strangers in the Night and Love Drive, you know, I was ready to experiment with music and uh, declined a lot of offers from Ozzy Osbourne, and, uh, Deep Purple, and Whitesnake, and Motorhead, and so on. And uh, and just did my, well, not, you know, in the beginning, I, I actually started to 
have my own band, the Michael Schenker Group. Uh, so that was uh, one step in the right direction. And then later on, I dropped out of the scene completely in the 90s and um, beginning of 2000 till 2005, six or seven. Uh, I had my own recording studio, and I, um, you know, completely dropped out of the of the machine. I, I was not even. I don't even think people uh, knew I was still there. I mean, <laughs> I, I I left the planet so far in my orbit. I was in a completely different world, and I did a lot of stuff like acoustic instrumentals, electric instrumentals, cover versions, uh, doing albums from one riff to another, so much stuff. And uh, you know, for fifteen years, I'm drunk. You know, and then I went back, um, put one one leg in the machine with a in the midst of a beauty in the midst of beauty with, with Gary Barton in two thousand um, uh, eight or so, and uh, and then two thousand ten, you know, the twenty uh, fifth anniversary or thirtieth anniversary of MSG life uh, with my Simon Phillips, and you know, and and kind of put myself back on the onto the scene, um, you know, from then on two thousand eight until now. Um, you know, slowly but surely, and then in the, um, you know, then more recent, I I started. I got an offer from Nuclear Blast, and uh, I put both my legs in the machine, and now I'm in it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to keep on the machine theme then. If you could step into a time machine, what part of your career would you return to? Oh, oh, not really any, because I I like to move forward. I mean, what is done is done. I don't like to repeat or you know to re-experience. It's no point. I mean, I I that's what life is for: is to move forward and experience what I experience. That leads me to the next experience, to the next experience. I I find it a little bit of. I mean, the life is already designed to re-experience, but not exactly the same way it used to be, but similar to maybe re-digest and make uh, ha- have some new perspective of life you know things that i have learned throughout the years and so there are some things i re-experience but uh, very differently than it used to be because of uh, it's a different now a different time um, and so but it's good for for um, understanding what one has learned etc etc and uh, but you know i just like to keep moving forward what would you like Michael Schenkner to be remembered for in a hundred years' time? Well, as a spirit on a mission, spreading the joy of music from a place of pure self-expression. Do you have any final words for your fans and our listeners? Keep on rocking! <laughs> <laughs>